Welcome into A to Z Sports presented by the BetMGM app. I'm Austin Stanley. He is Zach Bingham. Make sure you follow us all over social media as we are Nashville's on-demand sports talk network. And we go live every weekday morning at 8 central time on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch. You can find the links to the show as always on our Twitter feed, also on our Instagram story, and find us on TikTok for more Titans content uh, throughout the year. we got to make sure we thank our sponsors because they make it happen for us and they help out you guys. Wilson County Hyundai, make them a part of your new car buying process by going to see them in Lebanon or simply at wilsoncountyhyundai.com. The Bone & Joint Institute, boneandjointtn.org, the region's destination for comprehensive orthopedic and sports medicine care, plus Farm Bureau Health Plans get better with Farm Bureau Health Plans. That's better coverage, better rates, better service. Learn more about a health uh, plan and coverage for you at fbhp.com slash A-T-O-Z. So, Zach, uh, long weekend of a lot of activities, and now we're diagnosing and continuing to look back into Titans minicamp practice uh, from last week. And really, for the scope of everything that was the Titans offseason post-draft, right? Because there's been a lot of drama with Traylon Burks, the first-round pick. You've seen good things in Robert Woods coming back from an ACL. Other guys, uh, Caleb Farley coming back from an ACL. Jeffrey Simmons has his contract situation that we discussed on uh, Friday and Thursday of last week. Uh, But now Malik Willis, as he was a big part of the story right after the draft because of the Ryan Tannehill comment saying it's not his job to mentor Malik Willis. So that calmed down. Then we got to go to the field. But as you were... That was a good little story, though, that Tannehill gave us. It was a, <laughs> And it he was a, gifted it to us. He, uh, he did it to himself, right? Well, in the national media, obviously, they, it took, yeah. took it and ran with it. But it still was a talking point. It's still... I mean, I think it was a valid story to discuss I, I think people discussed it in different ways i, I but, think people i think people outside of nashville who probably did not watch the Tannehill press conference spun the it's not my job to mentor him into a direction that it was never intended to be and ryan Tannehill said that and i think spoke candidly about it afterwards well and i think it goes to the hype around Malik Willis this past offseason leading up to the draft, right? right? We'll dive more into that, but it's that makes a difference too. I mean, Malik Willis was targeted to be the first quarterback taken in the draft. Now, we know all know how it, it kind of shook down, but I think people believe in his talent and his ability. The fact that he dropped, he dropped, but now he he's on a team and there's question marks. We talk about pressure. Tua and Ryan Tannehill are the two, I think, most pressurized quarterbacks when it comes to his respect to their play and where their team is at, right? So all of these things make a lot of sense heading into training camp this season. Right, and so watching Malik Willis on the field, there's a lot of of good things you can look at. We understand the situation of, that he is a quarterback prospect who did drop to the third round of the Titans. The Titans got great value there. Uh, but I, I do think we need to be able to talk about Malik Willis as a quarterback. So a couple things that I like, Zach, about Malik Willis and what I saw was his urgency and energy that he had at practice. And this guy talked to the media for the first time after rookie minicamp on a Friday and was asked about the Ryan Tannehill comments. And he jokingly, confidently said, no, what comments? And so you saw confidence in Malik Willis and how he handled the media for the first couple of times, but also 
how he attacks practice is very encouraging and fun to watch. I hope he's successful just because I think there's a lot of personality there on top of a lot of talent from an athlete, but there is a lot of raw uh, rawness to his game of playing quarterback that the Titans have to kind of fix and, and hone in on to get him to play in this system, in this league and be successful. What out of the gates, the, the biggest con that, I, or I'm sorry, the biggest pro that I have for Malik Willis is his attitude, which, which branches off into his coachability and his urgency that he practices with. So his attitude, I think, is right there uh, where it needs to be for him to really be able to soak up as much as he possibly can, uh, learn and these new techniques and learn the new footwork drills that they're working with him uh, to, to make him become a better quarterback. So the biggest pro for Malik Willis is attitude. He had to change his attitude. Like we said, he was expected to be a first-round draft pick, and it wasn't drafted in the third round, right? So I actually think it works out for both sides. I think Malik Willis was humbled a little bit because he wasn't picked as a first-round quarterback. And it also, I think it says the Titans sent a message to Ryan Tannehill that we are still looking at that position, but not drafting a quarterback. You know, drafting a quarterback in the first round versus the third round also sends a different message, right? There's mm -hmm. still trust between the Titans and number 17 in the starting position, mm -hmm. but there, there's some pressure that is being put on. I, from what I heard with Malik Willis, how he spoke to the media, his demeanor, and, and the videos that I saw, I did I did like how he approached this minicamp. I mean, it would be different if he had the Traylon Burks minicamps, right? Yeah. I mean, we'd be talking... We'd be talking a, a lot different about the future of the possible franchise with this guy. But I think what I'm most intrigued about is, and, and it's not uncommon, but it's got to be his athletic ability. Now, there's a good and a bad of that, right? Not every athletic quarterback is outstanding. We've seen a lot uh, of players come and go that had athletic ability in college it didn't translate to the NFL. I will say this, Austin, more athletic quarterbacks are translating, right? Justin Herbert, athletic. Patrick Mahomes, athletic. Josh Allen, athletic. Well, even, even who's Derek it? Carr has some athleticism to his game, you know? Well, what's, what's the last college quarterback prospect that was like legitimately a high prospect, right? Who was who wasn't athletic? Who was a statue? Who's the last one that the college game produced that was a flat out statue back there? It's a good question. They're because not even because Joe Burrow, uh, Trevor Lawrence. Both of those guys have athletic. Mac Jones, right? Is yeah, Mac, Jones? Mac Jones. There you go, Mac yeah, Jones. And, and, and thank and, you. Yeah, a couple people came in with with Mac Jones. And that was pretty re recent, right? Uh, obviously, and but then, he's but that's one of like twenty, right? So yeah, it's and, like uh, Josh Rosen, who has just been terrible, but that's true. Adam says Baker Mayfield. If you think Baker Mayfield is a statue quarterback, go watch Oklahoma. No, again. yeah, he has athleticism. Yeah, but uh, but get out but of I, I would I think my point is is that it's translating and working, right? It's the playmaking ability that we're looking for. Ryan Tannehill has playmaking ability. I mean, he scored seven touchdowns with his legs by, I, I think, good scheme calls and being able to fool the defense to be able to run it into the end zone, and that usually happens in the red zone. I, 
I think I think Malik Willis, that's the most intriguing thing to me is can these coaches figure out what all his best attributes are and utilize him like I mean I, and I'll say this, you know, Steve McNair had this air about him to make plays. The uncoachable plays. It's just you're in the game, you feel what needs to be done and you do it to make a first down or scramble around and defenses can't guard against it, right? It's unscripted. I feel like Malik Willis can be a very good unscripted quarterback, but where you win, Austin, is within the script, mm -hmm. right? That's where you become a great NFL quarterback is that you can do both. Patrick Mahomes and Josh Allen, they're very good when the play call is, is made and they can go to the receiver. And then when it gets unscripted, they're even better. That's what makes them dynamic and unique. You hope to see Malik Willis have the capabilities to do that. Yeah, and uh, so Billy says, just in case the backup QB needs to go in, he feels better now. Well, we'll talk about Malik Willis and him potentially being the backup quarterback here in a second. But So we've gone through mostly pros so far with Malik Willis, but there is one con. There is one significant weakness that I watched, I think, what, six practices of Malik Willis that I watched over the last month plus that I saw one glaring weakness in Malik Malik Willis's game that was consistent throughout the entire six practices. And I've got some video to show about that weakness. But real quick, let me tell you guys about the Bone and Joint Institute, boneandjointtn.org, the region's destination for comprehensive orthopedic and sports medicine care. Zach, I uh, made my appointment Friday at 11.05 with Dr. Jeff Watson. I'm going to go check my foot out. Been having some foot arch pains. Uh, when I run, when I do anything type of athletic, change direction. So I'm going to go see what Dr. Watson, the foot and ankle specialist at the Bone and Joint Institute, has to say about it because you can trust them. I've gone there for my shoulder, gone there for my knee with Dr. Arthur. Zach's been there as well with his shoulder and Dr. Thomas. So you can trust them. Uh, they've got over a dozen physicians there in their Franklin facility that specialize in any type of injury you could possibly have. So check them out in Franklin or uh, at their clinics in Brentwood, Thompson Station, and in Nolensville, boneandjointtn.org. Can't forget about BetMGM. They are our title sponsor of our morning show. We love BetMGM. For today, you place uh, a one-game parlay with at least four legs on any Major League Baseball game. If all legs of the parlay hit but one, you'll get your stake back. So, And that stake back, back is coming free bets up to $25.00. BetMGM, this is what we love about BetMGM. They're starting, they're making different promos, right? So now they're giving you incentive. Not only have you signed up using the promo code ATOZ Sports, but they're giving you benefit for using the app. Download the app today in your Apple or Android store. That's BetMGM. All right. So Malik Willis uh, looks exciting at Titans practice, but one consistent weakness that he has shown in those six practices that I have seen him out there throughout minicamp, throughout OTAs and the rookie minicamp practice that I saw his inability and inconsistency to throw to his left. Zach, I'm going to play three back to back to back reps for Malik Willis in Tuesday's minicamp. So less than a week ago, Tuesday's minicamp during the quarterback individual drill period, when the quarterbacks, Ryan Tannehill, uh, Logan Woodside and Malik Willis go through different drills of handoffs, rollouts, 
throws to different targets on the run, half slides, all these kind of things. And these were three consecutive reps from Malik Willis, all throwing to his left. And we'll have an opportunity to watch this. The first one is the worst throw I've seen anybody make in this drill since I've been covering the Titans. Just completely out of bounds. The second one. Are you guys, did you, you not watch Luke Falk? I did watch Luke Falk. These, these three throws were really bad. That one was significantly inside. Uh, and then this one is the rollout drill where you can just see the awkwardness in his footwork where he kind of half shuffled. He's, he, he's wide open. He His his foot is pointing towards the sideline and he's throwing that way. Just Patrick like Mahomes can do it. that. Yeah, just slung it. So we'll watch these again. And so I, I want you to know of these drills, Matt Thompson, who is one of the equipment guys for the Titans, is the receiver on all these drills. Every time the Titans do these drills uh, in practice, and Tannehill uh, uh, pointed Thompson to the red line. That's where he was supposed to be. On the first throw, he was supposed to be led over the outside shoulder to the let red line to the sideline. On the second throw, he was supposed to be right on the red line. And you'll watch just how off Malik Willis was. Again, throwing to his left. And these aren't just three drills or three throws that I'm picking apart and overanalyzing. This is a consistent weakness with Malik Willis throughout entirety of summer practices with the Tennessee Titans. That one was intercepted by the safety easily as it was five yards plus inside. And then again, just the, the footwork, he's still trying to figure out exactly what that throw moving to his left is supposed to look like. But Zach, I'll let you kind of take a chance at uh, look at what you just saw there on those three reps. Well, three things that, and I referenced this second time we've brought this up in, in the last few days. Chris Sims taught me about quarterbacking. Now, again, just some of the fundamentals. His dad, MVP, uh, Super Bowl MVP. Uh, for the Giants, two-time Super Bowl winner. And very simple of why things go awry when you play quarterback. When you're on the move, that last ball, that is just like a um, – that's an athlete throw, right? Sometimes you can make that. Sometimes that's a flag football intramural college throw. Right? Yeah. But for those first two throws, you can see uh, – the most important thing for uh, a quarterback that I was taught – how to get, and we talked about this again last week, is how do you get velocity on your ball on a 20-yard out? It's the hardest throw in football because the corners are so quick that that's how they jump routes, right? That's what Revis Island, that's kind of how he was built. How you do that is you have to switch and fire your hips. That is where that power comes from. Now, you have, you have arm strength, but a lot of the power comes from your hips and your step. Also, you want you to turn your shoulders towards the receiver. That's where you're going. You don't want to be wide open throwing right. back across. Yeah. And it, it looked like on those first two, I'm not, and you can play them again. All right. The first two, it, it didn't look like he was concentrating as much as he should. So he needs to look, he's kind of waiting. He's waiting. He catches it on his hip. Bad snap on purpose, probably. Right. right? And, yeah. and, he, and he oversells it. This one. He does does the handoff drill. That was just a bad throw. I mean, it was just <laughs> yeah. short. That was short arm. And again, these are three consecutive reps. Like, so he didn't do these back to back to back himself. How it goes is 
Tannehill, Woodside, Willis, Tannehill, Woodside, Willis, go through those one, two, three, one, two, three, one, two, three. And so those were Willis's three back to back because Tannehill, they go through all three of those throws uh, in that order. And so, you know, I, I know they're working with him on some things. And then anybody who's done something athletically where a coach or trainer is trying to tweak your techniques or tweak your footworks, there's a lot of awkwardness on the early side of that, that throws like golf, right? I know this for a fact. If somebody tries to tell me, Hey, you know, work on uh, not lifting your shoulder or what I'm over it. I'm over focusing on what they're telling me and everything else looks weird. and goes bad as you're trying to acclimate yourself to that new coaching point. And so I don't know if that's it or not. Well, Andy's a rookie, right? Yeah. He, this is a, this is his first mandatory mini camp, right? And there's like he knows what is expected of him. What I I think this is what I would say, and I'm not going to be critical because I was not there. I didn't cover practice. I was in Dallas at the time, um, or, or or not present. But what I think Malik Willis, especially from a third round pick, you need to be poignant every play. So you really need to focus on every single thing that you do. Because that's, I mean, that's the most important part. You don't have a lot of leeway. You don't have the first round status that you're going to be here regardless. Not saying Malik Willis is not, but he has, and we're going to talk about the pressure. Logan Woodside has the experience. He's been through these drills year after year, right? He's dressed for football games. He's played in preseason games. So I, I think you've really got a target focus that every single play, every single rep is super important because he's not going to get as many as Tannehill. There's a hierarchy, the third string quarterback in which that's kind of the reps that he's taking. They don't get a ton of reps. They especially, no. I mean, they and, just don't. And so I'll, I'll, I'll also add this and I want to get to a comment that Nate has too, just for some clarification and then more, inside look at Malik Willis with this issue of throwing to his left. So typically Ryan Tannehill gets uh, the most reps, then, then Woodside and Malik Willis needs to get the third amount of reps, right? So a lot of times in these drills, they only have enough time for five reps, which means one guy doesn't get two. One guy just gets one. And the one guy getting only one rep in a drill right now is Malik Willis because Tannehill has to be good, right? We know that to get for the team to get to where they need to go. And Logan Woodside is head and shoulders above Malik Willis right now uh, as the backup quarterback. So I wanted to get to a comment here uh, by Nate says, I know this is only one day, Austin, but did you see it consistently over the course of OTAs? Yeah, Nate. And, and I mentioned that earlier, but I'll go into more detail on that. So the three reps that we showed to Malik Willis were all back to back to back reps for Willis on last Tuesday's minicamp practice. But there has been times in seven on seven. There have been times in just other drills where wide receiver or, or quarterback throwing to receiver on air or running back on air where he has been high. He has been like a lot of times when he throws to his left, it sails on him. It's more like the first throw than the second throw. The second throw was inside and bad. Usually his throws to the left are high and wide. There was one I remember on a seven-on-seven seven rep where Hassan Haskins was kind of the check down receiver towards the left sideline. And, you know, he goes through his reads, nothing there. And he just looks to check it down to the left sideline and just made Haskins climb the ladder 
on it like he was going to go alley-oop dunk a basketball. And so uh, Hassan Haskins, a different con- uh, different story, really good hands. I like that. We'll talk about that, I'm sure, moving forward. But Has- Haskins goes up, makes his catch, but by the time his feet hit the ground, the DB's already right there to tackle him for a loss of two, right? Instead of potentially catch, make a guy miss, and get up the field, see what happens. You know, the, the inaccurate throw hurt the, the yards after catch. And so I've seen that consistently from Willis going to his left most of the time. Yeah. And I, I agree with Corey. We all, we're not, we're not sitting here saying that Malik Willis has to be ready for week one. And Corey says he has the entire year to get better. That is something that we will always have to acknowledge. They drafted Malik Willis as a project. He's a project. Will he work out? We'll find out. I think that they, and I think everybody would agree, they got a ton of great value. It wasn't a second-round pick that just dropped, and now they don't get their fifth-year option. This is a third-round quarterback, right? Mm -hmm. So there there is going to be some ebbs and flows, some highs and lows to his game, some shortcomings to his game especially playing football at Liberty too, right? I mean, there's going to be adjustments. The defensive players at Liberty, especially Hugh Freeze's offense, is polar opposite to what you're going to get in the NFL. That is literally polar opposite. There's going to be checkdowns. There's going to be audibles. You're going to have to go under center, especially the way that the Titans offense is set up. You can't look towards the sideline and see a Frito-Lay sign and LeBron crying as the play it's just that's not how this works Mm -hmm. and so at the very beginning again one month of work I think I'll ask you this Austin because I can't form I'm not going to sit here and this is not what we do I mean so other YouTube channels sit there and just throw out wild irrational things I don't want to die I don't want to dive into that specific channel but no what I'm saying is for Austin did you see more pros than cons out of Malik Willis? Did you see why they drafted him as a player? Did you see his ability to make plays just in practice? I mean, the ability for him to make plays like scramble and like, there's no way to judge that because there's no live rush. There's no defense to close and finish. Uh, I mean, I, I don't know because they're also trying to make him get better at playing on, on, script and not on time. Yeah. Right. Because we know he can go make plays with his legs. We know that he led football bowls of the vision and quarterback rushing yards over the last two years. Well, Austin, that's what my point is, is that we know he could do that in college. That doesn't always work, sure, right? Because sure, players yeah. try to do that in the pros and they get sacked by TJ Watt because he's a lot faster than you ever think. Yeah. Yeah. No doubt. No doubt. But look, Mike Vrabel talks about why he loves OTAs and minicamp so much is because that's when you work on the fundamentals of the skill sets, right? That's when you work on if you're a receiver getting it out of your routes or the nuances of how to beat press coverage or how to create separation without getting a PI. Like this is where Malik Willis has the time with the low threshold of stress or, you know, having a game coming up the next week. And Malik Willis has the time to make mistakes. David Long said this after a practice one day is Vrabel and the coaching staff are telling him make new mistakes because making new mistakes is okay. Cause now you can fix them in May and in June, you can't make new mistakes in October because now you're screwed. And so 
I, I think it's hard for me to say, like, if I saw his playmaking ability. But the things that jump out are his arm strength is pretty crazy. Like, he has the type of arm strength that he doesn't have to use his legs to throw. You know what well, I mean? And it looks like he's got a quick release, which I like. Yeah, for the most part, yeah. Yeah, it can be kind of funky. Sometimes he changes the platform of his throw. Sometimes he throws high. Sometimes he sidearms it like you saw uh, in that last uh, video we showed on the third rep. And so there's just a lot of wild to him. There's a lot of like, he's like the pitcher who comes out, who comes in the minors. He throws high heat. He's got a lot of great stuff, but he's going to hit a lot of batters. You just don't, you just got to make sure you hone in and get consistent with it. And I think he's just got a lot of, lot of time to go. Yeah, he's got to figure out, and the coaches have to figure out his pocket presence first, right? So, like, pocket presence is not when you're going to scramble. It is how much time do you have from snap to release, right? Which is seconds. And what decisions are you making within that short amount of time? You can run around at Liberty. I mean, I saw him play North, North Texas. That man could have cooked a, uh, a cake in the backfield. He had so much damn time running around. That's not the case in, in the pros decision-making one read one, read two, read three check down. Right. I mean, those things they're boom, boom, boom. That's what separates Tom Brady and like the greatest quarterbacks from everybody else. Drew Brees had that clock. Peyton Manning had that clock. Patrick Mahomes has that clock. And, and the difference between those quarterbacks and the athletic quarterbacks is after the three seconds or 2.4 seconds, whatever that time, the average time is from snap to release. Have you made your decision that nothing is open and the best decision is to run around and make a play, right? Right. Yeah. That's what well, Russell Wilson does so, so well is yeah. he has that clock and then the decision of, okay, my reads aren't open. The check down's not going to give me as much as maybe my legs or scrambling ability can. Yeah, and so I want to read a couple comments because Ricochet Ray says, he's looking like a bust. I'm sorry. No, dude, too early, Ray. Come on. It's way too – guy's been practicing in the NFL for a month. It is too early to call Malik Willis a bust or looking like a bust. So I, I do think that is a ridiculous comment. I, I want to state that. But, Austin – don't you believe that Malik Willis lost a little bit of the benefit of the doubt from dropping from round one first quarterback taken in the draft to the third round, which is well, yeah, the third I mean, quarterback the, the taken? Yeah, the expectations are a lot less now. But like, but that tells you what the teams, like NFL franchises, actually truly thought about Malik Willis, not Mel Kuyper Jr. and Todd McShay and everybody else who had about 69 mock drafts, right? Well, but because those guys are expecting NFL teams to over, uh, let's see, over, uh, I can't think of the word though, but like think of, of they're trying to overdraft quarterbacks, I guess, higher. So they, so the, the analysts move those quarterbacks up the, up the board because they expect teams to reach on quarterbacks because that's just kind of how it happens. In the, at times. Well, but. And, and it's also team need, right? You saw this year, it was the craziest free agency in NFL history, and quarterbacks had a lot to do with that. There was so much movement in free agency, there wasn't a ton of teams, so now I'm kind of playing devil's advocate, right? There wasn't a ton of teams with quarterback need. Right. The Titans, they weren't drafting a starting quarterback, you know? Not many 
Not many teams did. I think Mitch Trubisky is going to play over Kenny Paws. I, I mean, because I, I, I we cover the Pittsburgh Steelers. I read up on the Pittsburgh Steelers. Mm-hmm. Mitch Trubisky had a much better spring offseason with minicamp and OTAs than Kenny Pickett. So, like, all of these things are happening. I don't know if we'll get a rookie quarterback to play that much. What do you think? Yeah, no, I agree. It's definitely a it's definitely a, a season where rookie quarterbacks are not going to be relied upon that much. And again, the Titan that's why the Titans could take him in the third in the third round. Like he was projected 26 and he goes 86, right? Like that's 60 spots. The Titans kind of saved on a on a draft pick, especially at that position. Because if he works out, awesome, right? But if he doesn't, then okay, it's a third round quarterback. Who cares? You move on and you try to find the next one. So in the uh, first round. Yeah, right. A to Z sports here live. Or in free agency these days. Right. Let's go ahead and ask this question uh, to get you guys more involved already. As Ricochet Ray is labeling Malik Willis a bust already. Uh, I'm just, I think it's a little early. But what percentage chance do you think Malik Willis will be Ryan Tannehill's backup quarterback this season? What percentage chance do you think Malik Willis will be Ryan Tannehill's backup this season for the Titans? But Zach, real quick, tell everybody about Farm Bureau Health Plans. Yeah, FBHP.com is where you need to go to change your health plan. I changed mine. You should change yours. Over 200-plus locations across the state of Tennessee, I received better coverage than my previous plan, better rate, save 20% than my previous plan, and much better service. I had a teledoc when I was sick. I talked to somebody when I set up my Farm Bureau Health Plan. It has really benefited me, and I'm really happy that I I changed. This is a true endorsement. This is the realest endorsement you'll ever hear of all live endorsements because going into this partnership, I had no idea what I was going to pay. I didn't even know if it was going to be sellable. I mean, it would have been tough for me to sit here and be like, well, I actually pay a lot more for this plan than the previous plan I had, but that's not the case. I literally pay 20% less every single month than the previous plan I had because of Farm Bureau Health Plans. You can give them a call today or go online at fbhp.com slash A-T-O-Z. Don't forget, download the BetMGM app. You can use the code, if you haven't signed up yet, use the code A-T-O-Z Sports. You get a risk-free bet with your first bet after your first deposit. Uh, so BetMGM app right there. But you can also, if you're an existing user, Place a one-game parlay with at least four legs on any Major League Baseball game. And if you all come up just one leg short, you get that money back in free bets up to $25. It is a risk-free uh, one-game parlay feature with Major League Baseball that you can do today. That's new users, existing users, everybody with one-game parlay, just a, at least a four-leg one-game parlay. And if all but one leg hits... You get it back up to $25. Visit betmgm.com for terms and conditions. New customer offer, 21 or older, Tennessee only. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued at nominal trouble free bets or site credit. Free bets expire in seven days. For problem game of support, call Tennessee Redline 800 889 9789. And thanks to BetMGM last week for me winning like 300 bucks off of Golden State, winning the NBA Finals. But, Zach, the question here what percentage chance? Do you think Malik Willis will be Ryan Tannehill's backup this season? What are the people saying? So that is actually a really good question because you have Malik Willis, who they probably want to be the backup quarterback, 
but you know the cream rises to the top i mean who can play better right who helps you in a backup situation so uh let's go to the chat what percentage chance do you think malik willis will be the backup quarterback for the Tennessee Titans. Eric says zero, 80% from Titan up. So a huge swing there in the first two comments. Nate says 50%. Steven says 56%. Uh, Nav454 says 20%. Aaron George says 65. Jared Hicks with 25. Brian goes with 50. Jay with 75. One Nation Underground says 10%. 7% from Mark Jones. Deborah goes 40%. Karen says 0%. Ooh. Xavier with 10%. Eric with 50. Billy with a nice 69 right there. Ricochet Ray, who's claiming a bust, is at 25. You'd think he'd be zero if he's already calling him a bust. Like no, just backup, right? Just backup and starter are way different. Uh, Danny says 15. Corey with 20, 0 from Preston Fields. Eric Davis says 30% by week 15. And so, I mean, it doesn't matter when. It's just if, it, right? Is it, yeah. that, that's, that's the question. Uh, Kyle says 20%. Vrabel won't want to hear anything from the media, so they'll keep him three quarterbacks, and Logan will be the backup all year. What do you think about Kyle's philosophy um, I mean, of I, I, the I, PR move by Mike Vrabel? Well, and I, I did an interview with Blaine and Mickey um, after the first OTA with the veterans and the rookies. And Blaine asked me that. And I said, this is a three quarterback team. Like, that's just what it is. It's going to be a three quarterback team because Malik Willis is too raw to rely on him in a game. And look, he still has the rest of this month, July training camp and on to get ready. And he'll, he'll get a bunch of preseason reps which I'm sure he'll have some fun moments in the preseason games. But for what the Titans need from a backup, Logan Woodside fills that need, right? He's safe with the football. He's He understands the offense. He can know when to audible in and out of the right play at the right time, get everybody lined up and set. I just think the learning curve for Willis is way too high this season for him to be the backup. And so I think, and plus, well, so let's talk about this. If Tannehill goes down for any amount of time, let's say five games, how many games do you think Logan Woodside could win? So that is a, that is a different type of conversation, right? Because if I, that's a, why I brought it the long-term injury to Tannehill is obviously doomsday scenario for the Titans because everybody got hurt last year, but Ryan Tannehill for the Tennessee Titans. So look, five game stretch. How many, how many games can they win? I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, you, you hope that stretch is uh, Philadelphia Jags, Chargers, Texans, Cowboys. <laughs> like, is that the stretch you hope they get where Tannehill goes down and then he can come back for the playoffs? I mean, again, like that, that's tough. I think it, if it's a in-game situation, it's Logan Woodside gets the call. If it's a long-term situation, I think Logan Woodside will get minimum two starts and you see how that goes. And if Tannehill still is going to be out for the next month, then maybe if the season goes down the drain, maybe you throw the rookie out there and just let him get some live reps. But how many games do you deem long-term? Ooh. Three and a half. Okay. So you'd ride with Logan Woodside for two games. 
No, I didn't say that. I said you may. I think Logan Woodside would get at minimum two opportunities to start, and then you reevaluate how those two went. All right, here's another scenario. Based on last year, which is very unique, you don't expect them to get as hurt as they were. I mean, last year you couldn't afford to have three quarterbacks in the roster. Right. It's just, well, uh, Dan, Dan, I, I agree with Danny. Long-term is IR status, which, by the way, you know how it was It was three games last year? Now it's yeah. four. Oh, really? Yeah. Why? Because people were using it too often. <laughs> they were taking advantage of it, right? Like they would stash a player here and you know, that's how the Titans dressed 91 players because they could stash guys on the short-term IR whenever they felt like it and bring them back and not have to cut as many big game guys. Ah, that's going to impact the season. Yeah. So what percentage are you? Look, removing injuries from the conversation. I, I think it's 10%. I think Malik Willis, this is a glorified red shirt year for Malik Willis. That's exactly what it is. And so I don't know how many games with both quarterbacks ahead of him active uh, or healthy that he will be active on game day because this team just has a lot of other issues with depth that having three quarterbacks is going to hurt them somehow, but you can't afford to cut either backup quarterback. Malik Willis is going to immediately get scooped up. And then Logan oh, wait, Woodside. You're not going to cut him. And then Logan Woodside is going to get immediately scooped up by Arthur Smith. <laughs> Why wouldn't he? So, and they don't, so that they can't stash somebody in the practice squad because they're unprotected. And then you have to cut them. They have to clear waivers to then place them on the practice squad. And they're not going to risk doing that with Logan Woodside, who is their backup quarterback right now. So I think there's a 10% chance that he is the backup quarterback by the end of the season. I'm going to say outside of injury, I'm going to go higher than you. I'm going to go 25%. And the reason why is I'll just give, I think it's low, right? So I'm saying 75% chance that he stays the third quarterback, but I think there's two opportunities. The way he practices in training camp and the way he plays in the preseason, because mm -hmm. He's going to be playing against lesser competition in those preseason games. It's just how it works. Maybe he can take advantage and make some highlight plays to say, wow, if he can do that here, he may be able to do that in a backup role to some sort. And I will say this, that percentage goes down if he keeps doing things like this, right? Like you've got to be very, I, that's why I said when I saw this highlight, this is the you, worst one. You you can't do that. That's, I mean, good thing it was out of bounds, but then you go back here, and this is an interception. Yeah, this is pick six easy by the safety. Boom, gone. <laughs> and then this one is just pure, like, trying to figure it out. Like, he, does, he just doesn't have it figured out yet from a mechanical standpoint. But he has to change the way he practices in training camp where every rep matters. I know that's so cliche, right? Like every shot counts. But you know what I say? I think that really good professionals, I think so, and this will maybe lead us into our next conversation because, you know, we'll do best case and worst case scenario. But like, I think this is, and this is a different scenario because Russell Wilson came out and like earned the starting job, right? 
he earned that by being professional and being poignant on every single practice play, you know, and his competition was less at that time. So it's a different comparison. It's apples and oranges. Malik Willis is not going to get the starting job, but I do think that they're, you have a 25% chance to earn the backup job. I don't know, man. I just I just don't necessarily see it. Or real quick, before we move on to our next uh, topic here with Malik Willis, Dion asked a question. Do practice squad players have to go to teams if they snatched him, or do they have the option to stay with a practice squad team? So <clears throat> how it used to work, COVID's changed a lot, of, and post-COVID has changed a lot of the practice squad protocols, which I think is for the better because now it's a 16-man practice squad. You can have veterans on the practice squad and not just guys with three or less years of experience. But how I understand it used to work, and I'm not sure if this is how it is now, say players on the practice squad for the Titans. Uh, Browns come calling. Browns says, hey, we want to sign you the 53-man roster. We'll pay you this contract. Well, if the guy wants to stay in Nashville but and the Titans want him bad enough, they can offer him or to match that contract to pay him on the practice squad. The practice squads only have a minimum payment. They don't have a maximum payment. So if a team wants to keep somebody on the practice squad hard enough, they can just pay them more. So I think that happened with Alex Tanny back in the day. Alex Tanny. I hadn't heard that name in a long time. Yeah, it's been a bit. All right. So this next question is more of a long-term, right? What is your best case? What is your realistic best case? Yeah, scenario? you got to say that. Yeah. I, the, Tom the Brady, realistic. he wins all the Super Bowls. We, you know, it's a dynasty, right? We're, that's not what we're looking for. Yes. What is the realistic, your realistic best case scenario for Malik Willis and his Titans career? But Zach, tell everybody about Wilson County Hyundai. Yeah, Wilson County Hyundai is where you can find your perfect make and model right down the road, right in Middle Tennessee on the outskirts at Wilson County Hyundai. Payne Bone and his team will hook you up. Uh, the family-owned and operated, which does matter. They'll give you a great deal. And whether it's the Palisade, which is their full-size SUV, fuel-efficient, the Sonata, fuel-efficient, the Elantra, the Santa Fe, all fuel-efficient, and the Ionic, which is battery-powered. So the best part is they have a ton of different vehicles for you to choose from. You've just got to figure out what fits you and your lifestyle maybe you have a family and you need bigger room but you don't want to give up on that fuel efficiency like i talked about gas prices are high the palisade is efficient you pop that baby into sport mode too right snow mode it's got a ton of different modes or you can get a car that is even more fuel efficient than an suv maybe that fits your lifestyle visit wilsoncountyhyundai.com to look at their inventory they can also order a car right there if you want to go and test drive one and then make it just on the internet they'll help facilitate that it will deliver right to their uh, essentially to your door to their door they'll let you know it's an easy process that's wilsoncountyhyundai.com don't forget download the betmgm app if you haven't yet signed up do it with our code atoz sports you get a risk-free bet up to one thousand dollars with your first bet after your first deposit you can also if you're still an existing user of BetMGM, which Zach and I are. You can place a one-game parlay for any Major League Baseball game today. And if you have at least four legs on any MLB one-game parlay, and if the parlay misses by one leg, you get your money back up to 25 bucks. I actually built my bankroll a decent amount with NBA one-game parlays doing the same way. 
with the NBA parlay uh, uh, game, one game parlay insurance, excuse me. You can do the same thing with Major League Baseball, a four leg, one game parlay. Uh, you win, you get your money back if only you miss it by one leg with a BetMGM app. Zach, what are people saying for the realistic best case scenario for Malik Willis? Omar says sit out a year or two and come in and be a force. Um, one yard further than McNair. Oh there, Preston. Damn, that's a good comment. You're going to get a golf clap right there. You're getting the love of the show. Preston Fields, I like that comment. That was that was poignant, like he needs to practice. I understand exactly what you mean. And the, the McNair reference. So Preston gets the love of the show. I really like that. Pretty good. Uh, Let's see, journey backup QB, Marcus Mariota coming in there. Starter for the 24-25 season from Lane. Uh, Lee says about a three or four-time Pro Bowl or maybe one or two All-Pro. Russell Mahomes, as Thomas has combined Russell Wilson and Patrick Mahomes. Sit back and learn this year. Get reps next year. Start year three. Starter in 2023 from Deborah. Compete for a starting quarterback role next year uh tennessee titans version of Taysom hill now steven brings up something very unique which i think that's why i went a little bit higher in my percentage of 25 percent austin would he be considered a backup if logan woodside doesn't play a snap but logan but uh malik willis comes in on Taysom hill type packages I mean, right? He's played more, so he kind of wins that role. No, I mean, that's not – because Taysom Hill was coming in playing tight end, wide receiver, H-back. They were snapping it to him. running. I I just – no, I I don't think that necessarily makes him the backup. I think it's it's – If he plays more than Logan Woodside? If he's as a gadget player? Yeah. No, I don't consider him the backup. Because they – I mean, they have depth charts – <clears throat> they will list Logan Woodside as the as the backup. Yeah. Do because you like how, how that many... scenario? Huh? The idea of that scenario? Do I like it? Yeah. Not I mean, out of the gates, not really. When get him Derek... on the field. Don't be when... shy. No. When when with Ryan Tannehill and Derrick Henry, <clears throat> the way it's the way you have done it in the past, right? Don't use a gadget. Because now you're just stealing a roster spot on game day away from somebody who's going to actually help you in other ways that you need. All right. I I have my scenario. It's very poignant, but I want to hear yours. Mine's very detailed, and it's probably not uh, happy for Titans fans. So you want mine first? Yeah. I think the the realistic best-case scenario is for him to start in year three. So with Ryan Tannehill's contract, I just have a hard time thinking they get rid of him next year too because he has an $18.8 million in dead cap. That's better than 50. Better than 57, but it's still nearly $19 million of dead cap money. And so they would save $18 million of dead cap money if they cut him. I just don't know if the save, because he's going to have a similar cap hit Next year to, to this year is actually going down by two million, so the cap's going to go up. So they're operating with Tannehill at a higher cap now. The cap goes up, Tannehill's number slightly goes down. I, I don't think there's 
for what I've seen from Willis is I don't think he's going to be miles better ready to start next year. I just think it's going to take a well, couple no, years. Patrick Mahomes, Patrick Mahomes, year one, he pick, was not Zach, the starter. It was a top 12 pick. Top, when you go, 10 or 12? Somewhere in that area. I think Mahomes I think, went 10. I think Watson went 12. But again, top pick. Malik Willis is not that. And so, and I don't know what Alex Smith's contract situation was either, right? Like, I just don't think... Malik Willis is going to be ready to start next season. So my, 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 my issue is it can't be the best realistic scenario. Realistic. You, 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 but you've wasted Derrick Henry, right? So now you've started over in year three. Derrick Henry is a, is not going to be the same back that he is this year, right? But so I that, think, that that's not a great scenario. But I, I but I also think that you draft Malik Willis kind of with the post Tannehill Henry life in mind, right? Well, no, you want to see what what a dynamic dynamic quarterback can do, a potential dynamic quarterback can do with Derrick Henry still in the backfield, right? Because that makes defenses make some big time business decisions. Right, that's what the Ravens' philosophy was last year. Unfortunately, they just got hurt. Right, J.K. Dobbins. Everybody, everybody got hurt. Right, but that's their philosophy: is defenses have to make really tough decisions consistently throughout the game. Malik Willis and Derrick Henry provide you that. My best case realistic scenario is that. Here is mine. You have to find out that Tannehill is not good enough for your franchise, and for that to happen, you have to miss the playoffs. So my best case scenario for Malik Willis is Ryan Tannehill, which is easily done. All that needs to happen is you lose to the Jags once. You're probably going to beat the Texans twice. But you lose to the Jags once, and you you get swept by the Colts. The Colts win the division, which this is going to pain Titans fans to hear, but the AFC is too good everywhere else as far as the divisions. So they sit down, they eat the $18 million in the offseason, and they say, look, 18 is a hell of a lot better than 57 mil. We've seen enough from Malik Willis. And Malik Willis is your starter going into year two with Derrick Henry. So you keep him and you start to formulate this offense. You figure out Traylon Burks more this year. Robert Woods is one cl- close, one year closer to 30, right? So, but you you now have another draft class. Missing the playoffs, let's say. I I don't know because you're picking what 18th 18th well you picked 18th this year right so you can find value there they did so they that is my best case realistic scenario I'm not going to sit here and say Malik Willis he he becomes well I I mean the best realistic realistic because we've seen it before is Russell Wilson but really what you're trying to do I'm not going to go that far is to say that Malik Willis is your guy, right? That's the best case scenario. Let's separate what everything is. The Titans are somewhat in question on their quarterback position right now. I mean, they just drafted one. Ryan Tannehill is coming off of his second worst game of his career in the most in the biggest game, maybe second biggest game of his career because the AFC Championship game a handful of years ago was. But besides that four-pick game against the Texans in which they lost, the three-pick game against the Bengals in a crucial moment throwing an interception and allowing Joe Burrow to make his run to the Super Bowl to get even more minimum for another AFC team. 
that's not named the Chargers and the Raiders that haven't even really gotten their shot to take a run at it. I think that Malik Willis being the guy in 2023 is your realistic best case scenario for Malik Willis. I think it's the best case scenario for Malik Willis. I don't know if it's the best case scenario for the Titans that you've laid out. And I also don't think it's realistic. You figure out who he is earlier. So if you scrap him, as you said, he's a third round pick. He didn't cost you that much. He's not Isaiah Wilson, right? It's not no. going to hurt you as much. So you figure him out. And look, next year is your big year to say, are you a playoff team with this quarterback? Or did you go back like Tyler uh, Heineke, uh, or Heineke, excuse me, for the uh, foot Washington football team this past year and realize he's not the guy. We're going to go have to go find him in free agency or draft a first-round quarterback. That's your best-case scenario is knowledge of the position. Yeah, but you've also... You're How many also, other AFC teams have knowledge of their quarterback position? Oh, I'm not, I'm not discrediting the importance of knowing what you've got for the future. I think that is important. But you're also saying that your realistic best case scenario is that they miss the playoffs this year. Yeah, because you and, because Tannehill is. We all know Tannehill has, is not an elite quarterback. Correct. Yeah. No, I just don't think you so automatically he, want so to piss away this season. praying to God that Tannehill's going to turn a quarter corner. He's not. So he and, may and, turn and the football over Darren, in the fourth quarter, but he's not going to turn a quarter, right? He's not going to turn. I knowing what Malik Willis is earlier is the realistic best case scenario in my opinion. All right. So Darren says you got to go down and go back up. It's the whole one step backwards to take two steps forward situation. Um. So I, you know, I, I just think that I just don't think it's realistic, man. I just but don't think Darren, I think shares the effects of a lot of Titans fans. They won a Super Bowl. Tennessee Titans won a Super Bowl. Can Tannehill get it done? Darren, in Darren's opinion, no exclamation point found. They found that out last year. Not the guy get somebody else. The quicker you get Again, it's just like any scenario. The quicker you get to your next path, the better. Because you don't have, we are not thinking about Ryan Tannehill as we do about some of the other teams that are thinking about in the AFC about their quarterback. Mm -hmm. The Titans have this problem. I told you this. I've been telling you this. No, and I'll I'm tell not you this denying until, that. Nobody's ignoring that point, Zach. So then get to Malik quicker, not but, three years. Your ass must be crazy. You've, you're have you in purgatory. You've I wasted so much. I, I said, but that... No, but what, no, it's three. Because if you waste two, you still don't know what you have year one before I the season. I just don't, Zach, we're asking... The realistic word's important here. And I don't, I don't know... How is it realistic realist the Titans miss the playoffs this year? Sure. Do you think they'd stick with Tannehill if they missed the playoffs this year? Probably not, but I also don't Does think Does that, that open the door for Malik Willis next year? Yeah, but again, the you whole You just told Zach, me it's realistic. Zach, I don't disagree with your premise though. I'm not I'm just saying I don't think Malik Willis is going to be ready to go. I still think he's going to be a massive project and you're going to be set in a rebuild situation. But you just told me that it was realistic by you answering that those series well, of Well, yeah. Well, yeah, I think it's more likely that they make the playoffs than not. Right, but it is realistic. It's the best, but the best I'm realistic talking, possibility. I'm focusing on Malik Willis. Yeah, but the best is that he goes out there and plays and is dynamic. We're not going to know that until he actually plays and gets an opportunity. You don't know that about 
players. Uh, I just don't. I think he needs. I just think he needs time. Look, I think the best case scenario for Malik Willis this year is that he doesn't play. The best case scenario is that Tannehill plays I'm well okay enough with for him that. to sit. My yeah. scenario includes that. I'm okay with that. All right. But you 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 got to get your big boy pants on sooner rather than later. I'm talking about like talking not about you personally. Okay. I'm, no, I'm not talking about you. I'm talking about like a franchise. You got to throw them out there, right? You can coddle them for a year. That is okay. But you can't coddle his ass for two full seasons like your scenario is. That's babying him. And you can't do that. Well, because I'm wasting also, time. I, I'm also banked. I'm also banking on the Titans making the playoffs this year. So I, I am not. I'm not of your mindset where you think they're going to miss it in your scenario. I think there's a definitely a, a, uh, the AFC is so damn good. Sure. And we don't know what Matt Ryan's going to be with a really good Colts team. The Trailer Titans, Burks could not play, right? I mean, there's so I many think scenarios. The Titans are a better team than the, we're not going to get in that conversation yet. We'll, we'll say there's that. a ton of question marks about this Tennessee Titans team. Yeah, I know. I've been, I've been there. I know that. I know that I've seen them. But the defense is really good. <laughs> There's less question questions about other AFC teams. That's all I'm saying. All right. A to Z Sports here live on this Monday. Let's go ahead and get to Would You Rather, Zach, here live on this Monday. Would you rather we do this every Monday to wrap up the show? What you got for us today? Well, would you rather, as I told you to start the show, you're going to have to make a lifestyle change. Uh, closer to the Amish. So I think this is a good scenario because it's based on your skill set. Doesn't mean that you can't learn, but based on your skill set, would you rather have to sew your own clothes or grow your own food? Sew your own clothes or grow your own food? This shout out to the Amish community, right? Don't they do both of these? Yes. Like true blue, grow your own food. I mean vegetables, but if you if you want to eat meat, it's raising cattle. If you if you're a vegetarian or vegan, it is you know going out and and growing your own vegetables, sewing your own clothes. That could be tough. So sew your own clothes or grow your own food. Hmm. The hard thing is like growing food and gardening. <laughs> <laughs> is probably more rewarding and fun, but it takes a lot of time. Well, and it's reliant on something that you have no control over. The weather. Yeah, I'd probably rather sew my own clothes than grow my own food because I got to eat today. And Those I clothes are going to look bad, though. Yeah, I know, but I can live with that. Like, I dressed terribly for most of my life um, and didn't know it. Uh, you but, get invited to a wedding. What are you going to do? <laughs> I mean, okay. Like, what? what, what gonna, are, you have to sew your own suit. Yeah, but I got I to eat, though, today. My whole point is eat today because growing food takes a lot of time. And I guess what? Like, how is, like, what's the acclimation process to this? Do I what get do you, to. You have to make a raincoat. I understand all the things you're saying here, but is this like, if you, if I say, do I get like a five month build up to this? 
Like if you like, so just today, right? So if it has to start right now, then growing your food is not an option because you're screwed. You see what I'm saying? You can't just plant things and boom, I have food today. Well, it doesn't work like that. You see, do you see what I'm saying? No, I understand what you're saying. And so look, it, do I have five months? If it's, if you say, okay, Austin, by the time, uh, 2023 begins, you have to either do one of these things. And I get the rest of this year, six months to prepare for that. Then I would probably rather grow my well, own. You food. can buy chickens, right? So if you have, right. So you can survive. You, you can get started, right? But again, like if you give me a ramp up time to act, no, there's no ramp up time. You like you are provided the starting set, so you are provided a sewing kit and some material, just okay. like you're provided a starting. So kit the starter of, kit comes with some. You'll be able to survive food. to get to you be able to grow food, right? I and I look, I it's valid of your question, but you get a starting uh, kit, but you got to kind of learn as you go. So it's really, what are you willing to do? Yeah, Stephen says so. You're you're given a farm with just crops ready to go. Well, no, or you're or you're given cloth and a sewing machine. Yeah, I would I would rather grow my food. Does your answer change for the five or six months? I would, if I have the, uh, if I have the resources like to immediately have success, then I'd rather grow my food. My thought was if I'm just going to have to start from scratch without any resources, then I'm going to sew my clothes and then go buy food that I can eat now. Cause I have to have, I have to have food today to survive. Yes. I think my clothes would look so ridiculous with me trying to sew them. Uh, I have, I, and I do not claim to be a farmer or a rancher. I'm, you know, my family has a ranch in Texas and we do have cattle and that there's food there. Right. I'm more apt to do that. Cause I think that that could be enjoyable. Me sewing a bunch of clothes, it, both are lifestyle changes, but I definitely grow my own food. And, you know, I'm pretty regulated. I can eat, you know, I mean, you slaughter a cow, you can have steaks, you can have burgers, you can have, if you have chickens, you have eggs, you can pick and select the vegetables that you are going to actually grow, right? So, you don't, it doesn't have to be corn. But but I also, Lane, we're missing this, right? Because there's no days off. A crop could yield a bad crop. that's my life now, Lane. There's no days off. I well, wake up every. I work every day. So like, yeah, but, I, no, that, but that, that, that scenario of my hardships. No, that, that's. But now you're having to work every day just to eat. That's that's a di- there's a difference. Well, no, I, absolutely. Because now you that. you don't have the time to do your career and farm. That's why farming is a career most of the time. If you if that. you are truly sustainable, like sustaining your lifestyle on what you farm, then there is no A to Z sports. You're having to do that to maintain life. That is your go-to. Well, right? I just have to take a step back. Because <laughs> I'm hungry. <laughs> yes. I have to I have to eat. So I can't work today. I have to eat. Yeah. And that's so that's where I think 
that but it does, look you there are ways to save food right like you're sitting there like you there are way you slaughter a cow you can eat for a long time i know you uh, can all right but i don't do that so but well, that, then you're gonna have a, a little tougher than i am <laughs> mm, i don't know all right well that's it for this monday we will be back tomorrow morning on a tuesday uh, we'll see what we have in store for a Titans topic today, but a good conversation today about Titans rookie Malik Willis, uh, a pro that we've seen uh, a pretty significant con and a weakness in his game that we've seen. And then also talking about his future and his best case scenario. We'll see you guys tomorrow on a Tuesday. Don't forget Buck rising live tonight. A to Z sports primetime at 8 PM, but also check out our YouTube channel for a lot more uh, conversation, a lot more content as well. Subscribe to our YouTube channel on A to Z Sports Nashville right there for more videos, Titans practice coverage as well. We will see you guys tomorrow morning. Have a great rest of your Monday. Talk to you later. Adios.